Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and speaker. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network, and we hope that you check out other podcasts on the network. This is season four, episode 22, and today we have a returning guest. We have John Spike with us. So thank you again, John Spike. Back to back weeks talking about games. If you didn't get a chance to catch ours last week's episode 21, season four, was all about two player games that you could play. Uh, I definitely saw on the interwebs there, uh, John, that we cost some people some money. That's a sign of a good podcast when you actively, you know, stimulate the economy with some purchases. So I'm really like proud it. of us. Yeah. That was yeah. a good spin. That was a good positive spin. <laughs> stimulated the economy. Yeah. Uh, so, John, if you could give a brief intro just in case somebody didn't catch last week's or any of the other like 150 episodes in which I've put out. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So my name is John Spike. I was a high school English teacher, a technology integrator. And then uh, now I currently work kind of with pre-service educators. I coordinate instructional technology and integration at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, teach a course on digital tools, and I teach a course on video games and learning. And I also like making and playing board and card games, uh, which is kind of the inspiration, I think, for a lot of the segments we've done on on the Well Played podcast together, Michael. That's true. Uh, Absolutely love having you on here. And so today's topic that John and I are tackling is not necessarily like digital games, but games in which you could play through some sort of digital medium, you know, because of current situation that, that we're, we're all in. We, we won't even have to say it, just current situation. And when right. somebody, somebody listens to this years from now, they'll be like, what were they talking about? <laughs> uh, all right. So John and I... Well, one, this is like your wheelhouse, John. I mean, like games, digital, like you're, this this is entirely John's wheelhouse. I'm going to see if I can keep up. To, to keep things a little interesting and both of us on our toes, John and I pre-show decided like, are we sharing our, our lists? And we decided not to. So this is 100% unscripted. And for any of you that didn't know, every well-played podcast is 100% unscripted. <laughs> So here we go, John. Uh, what is a, I'll let you lead off here, which, which, which is a nerve wracking thing. I feel like maybe we should do rock, paper, scissors. Cause I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. you know, there's a competitive advantage. Cause if you go first and take one of mine, Ooh. then all I get to say is like, yes, I was going to say that as well. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, I think gonna, that's fair. We're going to rock, paper, scissors. And when we're done, we're going to say shoot. And then we're going to have to say on top of that what we're doing because this is a podcast so most people aren't catching it with video yet you can oh i got it i thought you we had to like yell out the game we wanted to share after shoot and i was like no 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 silly. you just gotta like this say rock silly... paper scissors shoot and then scissors again uh, that's interesting because i never plan out what i'm gonna do it's whatever my hand decides so now i'm gonna actually have to think about it you are okay. like i already know what i'm going with i okay. got it all right oh wait your face made me change it okay ready Okay. Well, you're a shooter, right? You're a shooter, and then we say the thing. Okay. Yeah, so rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and then... What, you? Are you going to try to, like, read my lips as I'm saying it and then change? Good. I'm going to look away. Like, I'm not even... For those of you watching, I'm not even looking at the camera. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. 
Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot, shoot. rock. Scissors. Damn it. <laughs> Darn it. Boom. Can I say that word on here? I don't know. I don't know. We'll bleep it out. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So. Bleep it out with like rock or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, my first one that I want to talk about that I'm super excited to share. So glad I got first slot here. Uh, there is a really like wildly popular board game in the board game community. So you can register how wildly popular that is, but in the board game community called code names and they finally released a like <laughs> true blue digital version. People have made like PowerPoint or like Google slide versions and I've made one. Other people have made one. Like we've all tried to sort of do it and the company finally did it and it's free. And it's codenames.game. And if you go there, it is an amazing implementation. I've used it with uh, some of my summer school classes. Super fun. Easy. People pair off on the different sides. The board's laid out or the array of cards. For those of you that don't know the game, just want to quickly, briefly go over it here. There's a grid of 25 word cards, right? And one of your, it's just two teams. Each team has one person that gets to see what color those cards are associated with, right? So just a bunch of random words. And then there's like a secret like decoder card, if you will. And it's like, ooh, that one in the corner is for the blue team. Well, I'm on the blue team. And what you're trying to get, if you're that person, you're trying to get your team to guess those words. And you can give a one-word clue to a set of words. And you're hoping. So let's just make a super simple. Let's say three blue words all happen to be animals. So then I would say like animal three and they would look at the array and be like, Ooh, monkey, like, Ooh, horse. And then like, maybe I'm stretching a little bit. So like maybe the other one's like grasshopper and like my team's kind of like, well, that's not really an animal, but like given the other words, that seems like the right choice. Right. So it's never like perfect, you know, but it's, it's it produces like some good, I think higher level thinking and lots of fun times. Right, John. Yeah, and and sometimes you're looking at the board and you're going, oh, this makes total sense, and you give the clue, and then you realize you miss them on the board. Like your example, Michael, let's say fly was on the board, and you looked at fly as the act of flying, but somebody else goes, oh, animal, well, fly is an animal, let's lock that in. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think of the whole big picture, I was locked in on my words. There's, so you got to be careful. Not yeah. only that, like that's a good duality that you're explaining there with the the fly but I have definitely had it where I'm the sort of spy and I get to like see all the things and I only look at the blue cards and I'm like, yeah, horse, <laughs> grasshopper, right? And then there'll be like tiger that's a red card and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even like look. And if they guess the other team's words, the other team gets a point. So like I just on our turn helped the other team get a point. So true, John. So true. Um, but it's really fun. And so you can just run that while doing like uh, a Google Meet in 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 your class, you could run that in a in a Zoom super easy. Yeah, and I think what's cool about the game is it would be a great just playing it with any words, right? It you can also customize it with you know like the the codename dot game. I believe you can you customize or is it their generated words in the codename? I believe game? in that one. It's just their generated words. Okay. While you're while you're telling them that, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna <laughs> see here. But there are other iterations out there where you can actually add your own words. So if you wanted to play theirs just as a for fun 
kind of playing the game, you can. And then if you wanted to use it with your classroom terms, you could as well pop in characters from literature you're reading, topics from your last unit. And so you could also turn kind of your content into a game or just play it for fun and, and kind of group building and communication building. So currently the 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 iteration I'm sharing is only two versions, and that's the regular Codenames and then Codenames Duet, which is a still like just... It's actually the same game they're having you play. It's just a whole other set of, you know, a thousand words or something that's pulling from. <laughs> All of them, I will admit, too, are appropriate words. So nothing's, there's no, like, it's not uh, Codenames After Dark. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Codenames Against Humanity. Or that's right. Like that. yeah. So now, John, <laughs> it is your turn. All right. I'm going to go with a newer one um, that I've, I've played uh, digitally uh, to, to, some rousing success. And it's a very simple premise that makes for a very good game. Uh, and this is from the folks. I mean, the, I, I believe the oatmeal is the, you know, the creator of these games. You've probably heard of them. They probably, their big hit was exploding kittens, mm -hmm. but they just came out with a game recently and, um, it works really great face to face digitally or, you know, their cards or cards you would make, but it's called poetry for Neanderthals. And the premise of this game, I think Michael knows where I'm going. The premise is very simple. Yes. And yeah, Michael's excited. I was afraid you were going to take this and steal my thunder. So this was... It was on my list, so you, you just stole Ooh. one of mine. Yes, okay. Point So ve very simple premise. You basically, uh, you know, you've got uh, your team, and one person on your team will be a clue giver and, and have a card with um, a simple version of a clue and then, like, a little bit more advanced version of that same word. So you might have a singular word. Um, you know, like, uh, you might have tooth and then like the more advanced might be tooth fairy on it, that sort of thing. Uh, and basically the clue giver looks at these, you know, the, the clue that they have to give and they have to give hints using, um, one syllable words. That's the main rule for the clue giver. Obviously the other rules apply. You, um, in this one, you can't pantomime, uh, in this one, you can't, you know, just use obviously the word or any iterations of it, things like that. But if I was trying to get Michael to guess tooth, I might say thing in mouth, white, help bite things, <laughs> you know? And, and so Michael's hearing me talk like a Neanderthal and he's like, well, tongue tooth, what is, you know, and mouth tooth. And, um, I can, if he says tooth, I can say, oh, good, okay, we're, I'm calling it, I'm getting a point, or I could go for the three points, and then I could be like, fly in night, give coin for tooth, you know, I can now use the word, or, you know, and, and trying to get him to guess, like, tooth fairy, right? So there's, like, the simple and the more advanced, you get the simple, it's a point, I think the more advanced is three points, and then you keep going until time runs out with these clues, trying to get as much as you can for your team, and just like you would with charades or you know, Pictionary or, or any other, you know, guessing game, you know, you want to have the most points at the end of it. Uh, what's hard to do digitally is the face-to-face -face game has a giant inflatable stick that's called the nose stick. <laughs> yes. And in the face-to-face -face game, you, somebody on the other team, if they hear you say, break one of the rules, most popularly, if you say a two-syllable or more word, they get to hit you with the nose stick and you lose a point. Uh, so you can't break the rules. Digitally, you don't get the satisfaction of striking someone, but you know if you were using this in an educational fashion, that might be frowned upon anyways to encourage the use of the nose stick. But uh, it's a hilarious game just because you do sound like a Neanderthal trying to play, you know, a, a guessing game, which is just fantastic. So that's uh, yeah. awesome. 
Uh, good, very, very good su- suggestion. And I, I will sort of add to this: works digitally, like you're saying. Also, like just a great game to have in your collection, right? <laughs> so, like, even when when all of this is over, that's a fun. That's a fun. That that will be a fun evening. Yeah, and and just a very simple premise that you could again do with your words. You could divvy up some words to some students and have them play poetry for Neanderthals by just doing the one syllable rule to kind of break up like their word games are great, but this is just a fun one because it's silly, but you also have to think critically about how to get somebody there uh, to the clue. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun, Michael. That's awesome. Uh, So this one I have is, uh, this is a card game. Sure. Uh, I have played it on my let's play. It's a, it's a game. My, online game community kind of likes a lot uh called second chance and it's a tetrisy sort of style game uh very easy to do on like a stream even if you don't have all sorts of things because you really just need to be showing two card shapes uh, at any any given time they're tetris shapes too so you could theoretically if you really like loved it and wanted to totally digitize it or whatever you could easily build those shapes yourself and kind of just choose to like put cards up you know on your like powerpoint if you wanted or your google slide um but super simple two cards come up you have a nine by nine square and you're trying to literally fill the entire square so it's almost like you want to like lose Tetris, like you'd almost want the whole thing <laughs> filled up, right? Uh, but no spaces, because any empty spot, you're losing a point for it. Two cards come up, and you have to place one of them. If you can't place either of them, if you're like, literally, they do not fit, <laughs> that's where you say, I need a second chance, and a, like, a third card comes out. And if you can't place that, then you're out. Count up all the blank spaces, and that's that's your score, and you're trying to go for the lowest score. Um, really nice, light, quick, uh, something that I think everybody can kind of grasp and get, uh, and it, and it has that like appeal of like, like, well, like Tetris where you're just like, let's load it up again. I can like, I can do better than that. Like, let's, (laughs) let's do it. And I would say it takes, if you're doing it over the internet, it's going to take a little longer, you know, um, if you were in person, like so if you're doing this in your classroom, I would say it would take all of 15 minutes, you know. I'd yeah. say online it would go up to 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, but really fun, easy. I want to say it's like 15. It's either 15 or $19. So uh, that would be one to pick up. Could you Can you put a price on uh, joy and happiness though, Michael? That's true. I was only yeah. pricing out cardboard and shipping <laughs> and handling. Uh, do you have like an age range? Do you, have you gone pretty pretty young with this one in terms of who you played it with? Or do you happen uh, to know? I hadn't up till summer and then our summer school went <laughs> virtual and sure. anyone could sign up. And I think I had like a third grade, third grader in there, which I don't often teach third graders. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was an experience for everyone. But um, but nonetheless, they got it and they liked it. It was actually one of their favorite games because it is so kind of easy to grasp. But at the same time, we had, I think, a high school sophomore who also liked it. I mean, like, so here you have like a third grader and a sophomore playing together and they're like, ah, give me the L shape. I need the L shape. Oh, shoot, it didn't come up. 
which uh, is another thing that they can kind of play up in your virtual space, which I think is fun because it's so easy to see what you need. Like some strategy games, it's hard <laughs> to see what you need, right? So you right. can't kind of be praying for it, you know? Yeah. But in here, it does create a little bit of that live atmosphere that you'd have at the table because people know that they need the single single dot. So they're starting to shout like, give me the single, give me the single. <laughs> And I think that's, uh, you know, somebody might be listening and going, well, what does that have to do with curriculum, right, that game? But at the same time, I mean, it's really just important to have those games that push people and that you have to kind of have elastic thinking and, you know, system Wait. understanding to. That's a good point. Like just the elastic thing, like thinking a little outside the box. Right. Uh, the other thing I want to say, too, is, I, I mean, I don't want to tell people how to run their virtual classes, but... <laughs> I'm almost certain all of us in our physical classrooms have some sort of joyous sort of moment that we intentionally build in. Now, whether yeah. that's like a fun Friday for somebody or even just like the high school teacher who occasionally like intentionally gets off topic, you know, <laughs> right? to like connect with their student. Either way, there are like wasted minutes, quote unquote, I'm like doing the bunny ears here wasted minutes but they're like some of the most important minutes because that's where like students connect and feel like that we're in this together so uh, I guess I'm a firm believer that not everything has to be like curriculum centered it needs to be mission centered and if you really read I think most schools missions it is about bringing people together in community to learn and become better yeah, absolutely. What I've heard a lot is, you know, and, and this is important no matter what the school year, I think this is a very specific school year where it's especially important, but the community building and, and having laughs together. And like you said, those moments where everybody's, you know, fin crossing their fingers, waiting to see yeah, what on, the luck of the draw comes up. Give me the L. Yep. Did I build up to this? You know, did I, did I, is everything going to come together, you know, uh, in this moment? I mean, those are what gets people coming back and it's, um, you know, it's going to be tough this, this fall, you know, keeping everybody in and, and exciting moments like that are really important. When this podcast airs, it's my first day. Oh man. At school. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Instant relevance. right? There. Instant relevance. Uh, <laughs> all right. It is your, your turn. Oh man. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, I've deba I'm debating if I want to go to like old standby or if I want to bust out something new that like is just hot off the press here. I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to challenge you and I'm, well, here's the challenge. Cause my next one is pretty new, hot off the press. Oh. And so I'm going to push you to do the same. Cause if you take mine, like, Oh man, that's going to throw <laughs> me in a tailspin. I don't think so. Cause I think I gave, I think I, I maybe gave you a heads up that I wanted to do this one for our last one and then realized it wouldn't work. So I, th I don't think you are, but maybe you are. And if you do, I'm going to be no, mad. No, mine, mine isn't that. Okay. I just digitized it so I could bring it up on this podcast. Nice. Yeah. So um, the next one is, I think it was the Spiel des Jahres winner this year. Um, so this is a game called Pictures. And did I did I talk about this with you, Michael? I can't remember. I uh, little sidebar, the last podcast. Yeah. But we didn't talk about it on there, did we? No. No. Yeah. Because it's not a two-player. Whew. Okay. Whew. Yeah, but so this is why I didn't bring it up. But um, pictures, um, it's one of those games where I I got it. I like the premise, but I didn't know how it would play. And I have people who aren't big on games who enjoy this game. So that's my ultimate like barometer. It's success. 
And what I love about it is because I think, Michael, you actually, it sounded, when I read the game, I thought you actually had designed it under a pseudonym because it sounds like a Michael Matera typical Ooh. day in Michael's Ooh. classroom. So pictures, the premise is that you have, um, you draw these images, you know, just like there's cards with images on them. I think it could be images. I think it could be words. I think it could be whatever. But this game uses pictures. Um, and you could either use their pictures. I've actually developed a deck with some pictures in it digitally for you. Uh, or you could just find your own pictures, or you could use words, in my opinion. But then um, your goal is to guess what other people's assigned pictures were, or you uh, you want to have people guess your picture correctly based on creating them with manipulatives, which, Michael, I think you, you do this a lot. You have students represent with manipulatives, right? So the manipulatives are really just minimalist and kind of fun. There's four sticks and four stones, there is just these like blocks. They kind of look like blocks you'd have kind of in a, you know, in a, in a primary school, just a variety of block shapes. You've got two shoelaces it's always uh, good. that are two, two different lengths. You've got a bunch of colored blocks, kind of like what you'd see, I think, as like currency or like little pieces in a board game. And there you got all these different colors and you arrange them in a three by three little colored square to represent your picture, your word. And then um, you've got a deck of 19 cards that just have a bunch of kind of vague symbols, almost kind of reminds me of story cubes symbols on them. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, five kits. And so the people playing the game um, are assigned a picture secretly, and then they have to represent their picture with the manipulatives. Or if you give them words, they'd have to represent the words, or if they, you know, you had images related to your content. And so this is one, I, I made a digital template with all the tools in it. And you can just move the manipulatives around. Um, the only difference is with the shoelace, you would just, you know, draw with using the scribble tool and the Google Slides the shoelace. The uh, deck of cards I give you, and you just copy, you know, two, three, four, five cards in to represent one of the pictures. And then everybody goes around and guesses what visual or word they think people are representing with their manipulatives. And it's really fun to see how people convey their 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 picture convey their their symbol or whatever it might be and it's really fun uh to you know see and like try to sleuth out what people are going for were they going metaphorical were they going literal um, what was important to them or popped out to them so it's a really fun activity it's fun face to face but also um i tried it out digitally seemed to work just fine trying it out uh you know over over a distance and yeah i've got a template uh that uh works with it so i'll get that template I'll put the I'll give the, that template to you in the show notes, Michael. I was gonna say if you give it to me, I'll put it in the the notes yeah. down below. People could go to the YouTube channel oh, and get a link directly to said template. Yeah, but it reminds me, Michael, you do things like have students in tests like use Legos to represent things or I roll do. the story cubes and and make a you know connect those symbols to topics. So it just it it was very Michael esque game. Well, I'll take that as a compliment that I make my kids try to like put their thoughts down into some sort of 3D model of some sort. Uh, that sounds awesome. I'm kind of excited to check out this template and I will be the bearer of thanks from everybody in the well-played community to you, John. Thank you so much for sharing that resource. Do you mind if I also cross post it in my teacher's table group as well. Ah, uh, yes. 
Yes, please uh, let it into the barn for the teacher's stable. Teacher's like... table. The teacher's stable, right. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this next one for me, John, Ooh. actually comes from the internet. Uh, ah. I was looking through uh, Twitter and found this awesome activity and that is I already posted on teacher's table um, it was designed by well the person I found it from who knows who the original was Jennifer Corey she did virtual paintball have you seen this oh I've I, I, I heard about this yeah go go on it it is amazing for any of you that are doing distance learning she in the template like I said is in teacher's table if you want to go there but like she makes all these circles, like 50 circles, 100 circles, yeah. whatever, different sizes on Google Slides. And then she has you count down like, you know, three, two, one, go. <laughs> and everyone, by everyone, there's like two teams or three teams or four teams, whatever, clicks a circle and then has to like fill it in with their team color. Yeah, so you have, that's right. So you have to like click an empty circle, like there's one of the rules. Right, so you're not like taking an already colored in. All of them were just white to start with, right? Yep. And then like you're filling them all in uh, with your color, and then she actually had them also have to write like the Spanish word for that color oh. uh, as a Spanish teacher. But I thought that would be good too if like you gave everybody like something to slow them down, so it wasn't just like fill it all in. Right. Um, hers happened to be content, but truly, even if you made them just even write anything like i don't even i mean but uh that was pretty cool and then when <laughs> I, I looked I at her template next. i was like kind of blown away by this idea <laughs> then she has it where the circle outline is gray and then she set the background as gray so literally you can't see any of them and she says <laughs> like paintball in the dark is that yeah she's like now you have to do it in the dark and i'm like that's genius <laughs> so you are literally just like guessing like click click click. <gasps> i selected one great fill it in with red like yeah. click, 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 click. <laughs> found another one fill it in with red oh man <laughs> but i forgot I, about that i think um this is a good example again of being sort of silly and this takes no time i mean it's a race right with like 15 kids in the classroom 20 kids in the classroom like that thing's gonna get populated in a hot minute um i will say one twist on it though i want to try oh yeah one twist i want to try is not do the rule where you can't fill something that's already filled in <laughs> like what? Well, like what if you just timed it and said like you guys have two minutes populate it you know like and if you want if, if you think a good strategy is to go on the offense go on the <laughs> offense like <laughs> I think uh, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, like the popular game to stream right now and to play is is Fall Guys. I don't know if you're familiar, Michael, with that game. I'm not. It's uh, it's on Steam and PS4, so I actually I don't have any of those. I, I Well, it's Steam for PC, not Mac, so I'm out right there. But um, you're these adorable little, like, bean-shaped characters, and you're running through these obstacle courses trying to be not the like the last half get eliminated or you're on a team 
in this big team game where you're working together and the team who scores lowest is out. And so you're trying to whittle down from this group of 60 little bean guys running around to be the final bean, you know, and it's, it's like an adorable version of Fortnite, I guess is how I describe it. Like fun, fanciful obstacle courses, team games. Like you're trying to keep your balls in your area and your team, the other teams might be coming in trying to knock them into their area, you know, and there's kind of that back and forth, like the timer runs out. So your game reminds me of that. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, like you said, go after new ones? Am I going to defend my honor and the other ones? That, right I just think that's a hits, fun element. Cool. And if you're talking about having multiple students, like then a team could strategize, be like John and I are a team. John, like you literally like try to assess who's in the lead and go after like changing their color to our color. I'll continue to try to get new ones. And hopefully between the two of us working that way, we got this. Yeah. And, and what would be even cooler then is imagine like now you say I always like to add like more elements. So I love your idea. But what if you had like there's actually five pages of dots and now the team has to figure out should they like just ransack a single slide? Should they like spread, spread out. out their, you know, against the slides? Should they like kind of assess? Look at and you. That's them? like that's like the chess on uh, Star Trek, <laughs> like where it's like four right. levels. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. There's two. <laughs> too many layers to this it reminds me of your mega tic-tac-toe it all comes back to all comes back to mega tic-tac-toe yeah Yeah, that's good if people haven't tried it i dig that one also something you could stream yeah oh yeah for sure for sure look at you uh well i mean i can't believe it but we are already at 30 minute mark so it is reflection time i have a really easy quote here for you it is by ralph waldo emerson and that is it is a happy talent to know how to play wow spin that spin it spin it very insightful uh i if i'm not mistaken he invented settlers of Catan. correct that was his (laughs) okay i'll stop uh yeah uh i think i think what strikes me actually about that quote is who's delivering it you know emerson noted you know as a philosopher and even you know we probably look at him as a scholar who you know, mused on all things academia, but really he understood that, you know, to truly, you know, to truly enjoy this life and to truly, you know, appreciate it, you need to have that play element as well. So to have someone like Emerson, who we maybe don't assume, you know, we don't put Emerson and play in the same sentence. He is quoted here talking about the significance of it. Yeah. I think, uh, the way I'm going to spin this quote is right. Like it's a, he says, it's a happy talent to know how to play. So what I, I'm going to take that to be that play actually is a bit of an attitude, right? And, and the talent there, right. Kind of like the, uh, Mary Poppins, you know, whistle while you work or whatever, like, you know, (laughs) uh, it's how you approach something, you know, when you can, have that little bit of fun, right? When you can sort of spray each other when you're uh, doing the washing the car, right? Like that wasn't entirely <laughs> focused on the car. There was a little bit of like, let's have some fun here. That all of a sudden turns that otherwise ordinary chore into like, I kind of like washing the car with my daughter, right? Uh, so <laughs> it is a happy talent to be able to make things playful, right? And I think uh, we talked about this during the session that not all these might directly lead to your learning outcomes but the most important learning outcome is that you and your students are are enjoying the time you're spent you're 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 spaying not spaying you're you're playing and and being together and and i think this quote goes along with that it's 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 an important it's important life skill to find the play in the everyday 
Yeah, and I think I'm just gonna like build on that and say that like <laughs> I just well, I just want to say like you made me think, you know, uh, none of us need reminders to like do our content. Like I'm not like I don't forget like what do I teach again? I forget. Is it am I English? Am I math? I don't know. Oh, world history. That's right. Right. Like no one needs content reminder, but in our love of our content, in our like we feel like we have like a responsibility to deliver that content. We sometimes push everything else aside. And so having little reminders like this to be relational, I think is super important. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for back-to-back weeks of your sort of quick wit and also really good suggestions. I think people should really pick these things up. He is nodding his head. That doesn't do well on a podcast. Oh yeah, that's that was my cue to be like, yeah, I uh, I enjoyed being on here twice in a row. <laughs> I thought you had like a, one more follow up. Like I thought you were gonna have like this final line that was gonna give me chills, you know, and oh. the music would tinkle in, and it was, you know, I was just giving you that opening. You know? All right, music's coming in here. So everyone, uh, please stay connected. <laughs> Check out this podcast on. You know any of the platforms you can possibly think of for podcasts as well love it if you would hop on over to youtube and post a comment uh there was one person i think that posted a comment about uh having us do a show john and i where it's with games that really apply to having more than what was it like seven or something like that yeah seven eight or more people yeah, yeah which i think would be really good too Probably some of it would dovetail into a little bit of this too, right? Because if you're streaming it or whatever. But oh, yeah. uh, we do like to hear that feedback. So if you have a chance, pop on over there. We'd love to hear from you there. Uh, as always, everyone, have a good day and play on. <laughs>